Let me begin this month's Home Run Club by again thanking those of you who received this for your continuing support of Winning at Home. The Lord has blessed us honestly beyond anything I ever dreamed when many years ago, about 25 years ago now, I felt him lay on my heart to begin this ministry, and you have become a big part of that support. You've helped us do what we do. Uh, I am amazed at how God has blessed it, and I just thank you. And as we come to share this, uh, we're entering the month of July and, of course, celebrating our independence in terms of a nation, and I celebrate that we also have freedom in Christ and pray that you're experiencing that in your family as well as you enjoy these summer months together. Let me tell you a few things that are happening at Winning Home. First of all, our building that we're putting together, uh, renovating, if you will, in downtown Holland area that's going to be for those who are uh, struggling and needy in the inner city. Uh, we just appreciate your prayers for that. Uh, I, I feel the weight of that right now in terms of just making sure we have the ability to cover the counseling and the advice and guidance we're going to be given to the people of the community and focusing on Christ and just appreciate you joining me in prayer for that, praying for the funds to support that in terms of the day-to-day -day stuff. Uh, our counselors who are there are contractual, and so we have a couple of employees, but most of them are contractual, meaning they get paid a fee for each time they meet with someone, and so our goal is to raise funds to be able to provide that fee so that we have first-class quality counseling down in that area because I anticipate most people there won't have any kind of insurance or won't be financially stable to be able to provide that for their children. And so join me in prayer for that and just pray that God will provide all that's needed in that area. I also would want you to know, uh, as you may have heard or may have seen in our newsletter, I'm teaming up with Matthew West to do a little tour this fall, September and October, of 16 American cities, bringing what we're calling the getaway date night tour to America, trying to rebuild marriage and help people refocus their marriage on Christ. And so I would just invite you to join. I've never been on a tour bus traveling, and so I just invite you to join in prayer that that would go smooth and go well and the Lord would bless it. I also would uh, just let you know at Winning at Home, our goal is to continue to grow and honor Christ. Uh, we probably don't do it perfectly, but I can promise you we are seeking Him. We are growing in Him. We are listening to Him for guidance on a day-to-day -day basis, and I thank you for your prayers for that. I also would let you know that you will be contacted soon about being a part of our semi-annual fall banquet, meaning it's every other year. We don't do it every year. We do it every other, so semi. And so please consider coming and sponsoring the table. At that event, you will be getting a lot of updates about the ministry and what we're doing. And again, we do it as a night of encouragement, so thank you for considering being a part of that night. Again, you'll be hearing about that very soon. And as we come into this particular sermon I'm going to share with you today, it was recorded as I shared and talked about forgiveness. And I believe many of us have never really forgiven ourselves or understanding what it means to have God's forgiveness in our life. And so I pray as you listen, this will be an encouragement to your spirit, will help you grow a bit closer to the Lord. I've personally experienced this in my life, and I'm grateful for it. And I pray you will be encouraged today as the Lord speaks that forgiveness into your life and even forgiving others. So here we go, as I shared live this message on forgiveness. Why can't we be friends? Yesterday I was driving home from a meeting I had in Grand Rapids, and I was thinking about preaching here, and, and I was thinking about how I would love to just communicate a truth today from the Lord's Word that helps you grow just a bit 
in your relationship with him. That, that's really what this is about. Because if we do that weekly and we maintain that, those small amounts of growth leads to huge jumps in our life and growing in Christ. And when it comes to forgiveness, I think sometimes we have an issue with it because of what I'm going to start talking about today. I think it's an unspoken thing, especially those who are followers of Christ. There's almost this unspoken thing. And for those who don't believe in God, it's not just unspoken. It's put out there. And it's this idea that God really, I I can't forgive others because I just don't think God has been fair with me. My life, my circumstance, the things I'm going through. Uh, last time I spoke here, I had Jamie Tidd. She talked about losing her children in an accident. It's not fair. It doesn't make sense. Some of you are in a situation right now that you go, this is not right. I mean, I look over there and they're, they're fine. Their family's not dealing with it. I'm having to deal with. And without saying it, without saying it, we have a little bit of a grudge against God thinking he doesn't understand our position. It's best stated in this little blog I want to read to you, written by a lady named Anjanette Fleming. And I'm going to read it because I can't do justice just saying it. So I want you just to hear out this thought that she's sharing. What's this? When we are hurt, when we don't understand why God has allowed certain things or withheld certain things from us, we get mad at God. And without forgiveness over that anger... Our relationship with him gets damaged. We're unable to live in the moment, and we're not really trusting him. We can't trust him when we feel he's wronged us, and we've been wronged by him. Though God in his perfection can do nothing wrong, sometimes the decisions he makes don't seem to work in our favor. Our failure to acknowledge that we might need to actually, listen to forgive God, puts a wedge between us and him. We're hurt. We're mad about how something played out. We lost a job. We lost a friend. We lost a loved one. A dream got shattered. Someone got sick. Our life status isn't what we think it should be. Everything seems to be a struggle. Why won't God just fix my situation? Because sometimes he can't. Let me finish. It's not that he doesn't have the power to. It's not that he doesn't love you enough. No, he can't because he knows there is a larger picture playing out. This thing had to happen in order for the bigger picture to come into his perfect will. Sometimes our life isn't just about us. I could pause right, I could finish this message with that statement. Sometimes our life isn't just about us. I can give you two really easy illustrations. If you're here and you've read the Bible, and if you're here and you haven't read the Bible, I would encourage you to Google up later the story of Joseph and his coat of many colors. If you just, you don't know the story at all, if you put Joseph and his coat of many colors, a story's gonna come up, read it. If you're Joseph, tell me, were you treated fair? No. But the end of the story saves Israel. Ruth and Naomi, that woman was done over, widowed, going through hell on earth. That wasn't fair. Read the story, Ruth and Naomi. In the end, it was all good. Today, your circumstance that isn't fair. 
There's somebody you've been texting with this week, not fair what they're saying. They're telling lies about you. It is not right. And you have had the thought sometime this week, God, no way you see this. Otherwise, you'd blow up their phone. <laughs> and God is, you need to know, aware. And here's something I want to tell you. Two real simple thoughts from what I'm sharing right now. I want you to reflect on this. Number one, his ways are higher than our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. We can't get it. Because we only see the peephole view. God opens the whole door. Some of you are dealing with a situation. Maybe you've got a two-year-old right now. And in their world, you as a parent are treating them so unfair. And you go, but it's for your good. And they go, no, it's not. I want it. And I want it now. And if you were a good parent, you'd give it now. That's a big sentence for a two-year-old. But anyway, they get it out. <laughs> the point is, you can't see the whole picture when you're two. And I would tell you, sometimes you can't see the whole picture when you're 32, and when you're 52, and when you're 92. I had to think about it. <laughs> and today, I say to you, God's ways, do not leave out your situation. And then secondly, another thing to reflect on from what I was just talking about is this. Uh, we show our doubt. That he really is in all the details. We show our doubt. Believing God sees all and is with all. And we just show our doubt. And really what we show is our shallowness in our faith in him. The deepest people. Read Mother Teresa's writings deep in God. Mary Gee, who is one of my heroes of the faith, taught me how to listen to God. You probably don't know her name. Wrote a little book that I keep in my Bible all the time. It's right here. This is a little 40-page book. This little book right here shaped my life like crazy. 40 pages. Some of the stuff in here, so stinking deep. If I read it when I was a teenager, I'd be like, I don't even know what she's talking about. And still today I go, I'm not sure I get it. Because it's deep. And sometimes our comments on blogs, our comments about things people are going through reflect our shallowness. And I, as an individual, I'm trying to get deeper. I fail so many times. My family's here this morning. My wife, Jane, sees my failures. So many, numerous. I think as I age, I got more than ever. So much stuff to work on. But I'm trying to get deeper and more like Christ. And the verse this morning that was given to me by Pastor Kevin, Pastor Josh to preach from, I, I, they gave me options, but I read the verse and it was the best verse because it's what we need to do. It says in the verse, Colossians 3.13, bear with each other. It's on the screen there. And I want to leave it up for a minute if you don't mind, Debbie, because I want to break it down. Bear with each other. You could stop right there. I'm going to give a point later about that part. Bear with each other. Secondly, and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, draw a line there. There's a great point for us to understand. And then third, forgive as the Lord forgave you. The verse breaks itself down in three different ways. The first part, bear with each other. In other words, people are going to cause you issues, period. If that wasn't true, the first part of the verse would say, as you're living your perfect little life and you never have any issues, that's how it would start. But it doesn't start that way. It starts with, hey, heads up, you're going to have to deal with each other. People are people. 
you're going to have issues. That's not going away. If you're here and you're married, you're going to have issues. Dan, we never disagree. Bless you. You represent the one one millionth of a percent that don't. The rest of us disagree. It's called life. I don't know if you ever reflect on this, but Jane and I, we've been married 36 years now. I sometimes will go out with people, meet people, okay? Jane and I will go out for dinner with somebody when I'm traveling. I'll, I'll say traveling. I won't say in the Holland area. We're great here. In the, in the, when we travel other places and we go out with people for dinner, I will say to her this comment. I'll say to her, I just want, I just want to tell you, babe, how grateful I am for you. Cause I think if I was married to that woman, we would last about one day. <laughs> it's life. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Sometimes you have this thought in your mind. I couldn't be friends with them. Because you know, it'll be a lot of barren. Both ways. Because Thanksgiving's coming on Thursday, and some of y'all are going, yeah, get ready, it's bear-giving. I mean, it's... it's... <laughs> and just so you know, it might be the people driving to your house going, they got that same thought. They're not coming to your house going, yippee! They're coming, ooh, I wish we could go to so-and-so's or Bob Evans. I mean, you know, they, they got that thought. This is life. Goes both ways. Forgiveness is both sided. And bearing with each other means forgiving each other. And then I want to show you forgiving and then moving on. I've asked Pastor Kevin to walk up here a second. I want to illustrate something to you. Pastor Kevin and I, that I know of, we don't have an issue between us, do we? we well, <laughs> other than when we play basketball, you're mean to me. But other than that, I've forgiven it. I've forgiven it. So if we had a grievance against each other, if we had an issue against each other, if I'm going to forgive him, say he's already forgiven me, but I need to forgive him. Watch, this is what I think we do. Hey, Kevin, that thing that happened, man, I forgive you, and I want you to forgive me. Will you forgive me? Good. Thank you so much. And then, and then I say, well, I forgive you, but I don't let it go. But I go on and live my life, and as I'm living my life, I'm kind of dragging him around with me. It's there. I don't notice it. I keep him behind me so I won't have to pay attention to it. But, but I know I've forgiven him, but I know it's still there. The next time I see him, I'm hanging on to it. And then if I say something, I'm like, okay, Kevin, you can go, go, thank you, you can go back to your seat. And he's dragging me along with him. We don't let it go. And, and let me tell you why we don't. Watch this. Because somehow for us, we feel like if we do this right here, we're in control. We don't want to release control. Because if I forgive him and still keep control, then I can dominate the situation. And I can make sure it doesn't happen again. And actually, we can't. If I forgive him, I, I let it go. I don't remember it against him. I don't hold it against him. And the next time I see him, that part's washed away. You say, Dan, this is really tough. Exactly. It's why we could use a sermon on forgiveness every week. Thank you, Pastor Ken. By the way, thank him for his leadership here. I love him. I love him. I love him except when he beats me at basketball. And I forgive you. But I'm not letting it go. <laughs> and then the verse says, so, so there's just bearing with each other. Pastor Kevin and I, we hang out, we talk, our wives, we have dinner together. Hopefully that's coming again soon. Love him. But if we hung out all the time, we'd have something we'd have to forgive. It's part of life. And then the second part of the verse says, and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Well, let's just start right here. Anybody have any, don't, don't raise your hand, but you got any grievances? Is there anybody that kind of faces kind of going up right now? 
What, what would happen today if you just forgave that person that you're thinking about? Former spouse. Neighbor. What would happen? So I'm down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina about three weeks ago speaking at a conference, and it was all counselors. And one of the counselors told this story, and I want to share it with you today because it illustrates this point. Forgiving grievances that you have against someone. He said a couple came in to meet with him, and he said in the first session, I could tell in the first session, this woman could not wait to talk about all the issues she had against her husband. He said it was like, it was like if she had seams, it's like the seams were bursting, waiting to just get it out. She wanted, to, he said, I, anything I said, well, I tell you another thing, you see, she was just beside herself, frustrated at this man, and she had a list of things. She wanted to share. And he said, in the first session, I didn't let her go there. I kept trying to talk general things. I didn't want to go there because I knew it wouldn't be beneficial. And it was just going to get us off to the wrong start. He said, so at the end of the session, I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I'm going to do something. I want you to take this legal pad. And I want you to go home. And what I need you to do before we get together in the next session is I want you to make, I want you to literally list out all of the grievances that you have against your husband. I want you to write them down. So he said, the week passed, they came back to the next session, whether well, it was a week or two weeks, I don't know, but he said the next session. And he said, they came to the session, and she brought the legal pad. He said, can I have the pad back? He said, when I opened it, looked at the pad, she had, that's what he said, 48 pages, front and back, of grievances. 48 pages, he said, like 48 pages. And he said, so I took the pad from her, and I began to talk to him. And he said, and then I went to the issue of forgiveness. And I told him, if we're going to get anywhere, if we're going to get anywhere, we have to start with forgiveness. Whatever has happened in your path, if we're going to get anywhere, we need to talk about that and let it go. I want to tell you that right, that little point right there is where we humans struggle. I will let it go, but I got to hang on to it. And forgiveness means I let it go. He said, so I finished the whole session and I said to them, is there anything either one of you want to say? He talked about forgiveness. He said, she asked for the pad back. He said, so I handed the pad to her. He said, this is what she did. She took the pad. She tore out the four, I can't do 46. He said, she took her time. She tore out 46 pages. He said, and then she got up. She walked over to my trash can and she threw them in there. He said, it started the road to healing. Because the road to healing starts with forgiveness. So I guess it would make a lot of sense for me just to say to you, do you need a legal pad? Do you need to write something down? All of us would benefit from doing this today. And then when you make your list and you've checked it twice, then tear it out. Well, Dan, I got more than one person. Okay. Then maybe stand a little closer to the trash can and just keep doing it. And then I go over that one, that one, my sister, and then she did all that stuff to me. And then and when I was in first grade, I met that one kid that did all that stuff to me. And, 
And then last year I was in a situation where it, it is. The, the point is, are you going to walk around with a full legal pad the rest of your life? Kevin, in first service, I told that story of going down to 16th Street. Did I tell that here before? Did you remember it? I did tell it before. I'm going to tell a story I told before again. Because <laughs> there's three new people. I wouldn't want you to miss it. No, it, it just, the in first service, the Lord brought a story to my mind, and Kevin says, I told it before. So I've used the Bible before, too, so I'm going to use it again. Um, when we opened, uh, for the first time, the little new ministry center we're going to do on 16th Street, going down or winning at home on 16th Street. The lady who came that wanted to meet me when the doors first opened, to go through it. We're renovating it right now. It's going to be ready in the summer. This lady who stood by the door, when I arrived there, the staff said, there's a lady here to see you. And she had been brutally gang taken advantage of, I'll be careful because of children, by a group of guys in the basement of this building. And she said to me, will you walk in that room and face that with me? Pastor, I've been waiting to walk in that room. And then she said to me, I've already forgiven all the men I just want to go face the room as part of my healing. No man asked for her forgiveness. None of those men asked her to forgive. She said, I have forgiven them. You got to see the beauty of this because the last part of the verse says, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. So, so God in heaven looked at the legal pad called Dan Seaborn. He has probably 50 of them full about me. And he goes, I forgive you, Dan. We sing a song. Here's how the song doesn't go. Jesus paid part of it all. <laughs> Jesus paid it all. And we sing it. Jesus paid it all, so I'll give him about 50%. <laughs> uh, he gave it all, and we give it all. I can illustrate it this way. God started this. That's the third point. God started it. We got to finish it. So God, what was this? God said, Dan, your legal pad full of all your crap. Look, look, I forgive it. I, I paid it all. Some of you today maybe have never received that. And I want to say to you, today is Baptism Sunday. Today is the Sunday to come and say, Jesus, I receive it all. And you, you ask him to forgive you of your sins because he did it for free. It's like your sins forgiven, gone, in the trash. Jesus did that already. Now, the message today is, will we activate the second half and go, because you did it all, I will do my part. And we get hung up on this. Because we, we, we love this first half of forgiveness. Well, now that means I got to, uh-huh. And we, get, we put the brakes on because of a situation. We get a little bit of a, a calipers hung up right here. I can't get past this one little part. But in order to get where we need to get, we offer full forgiveness no matter the circumstance. That is a crazy big statement. I get it. 
But don't forget, it is a crazy big thing he did in the first half. And that's why we call ourselves followers of Christ, not followers of Kevin, followers of Josh, followers of Dan. Because if you're followers of us, it'll kind of sputter out here. <laughs> but when you follow Jesus, since he paid it all, then it activates that second half. And you can forgive others as he forgave you. And when that thing goes full circle, oh, man. And let me tell you something. Your healthiness is determined by how far you can get this thing going. Jesus was really healthy so he could give all. Nobody decided how much Jesus would give. He chose to give it all. Nobody can decide how much you choose to forgive except you. you Dan, you, they're so mean. Okay, stop focusing on them. You can control you today. Be clean. You're forgiven. In just a few minutes, Pastor Kevin's going to walk up here and talk to you about baptism. It's Baptism Sunday. That's what baptism is about. When you go down, when you come up and we cheer. The reason we cheer is because the old is gone and the new has come. And that's what needs to happen in this area of forgiveness for some of us. And I'm, I don't know. I just feel led to mention some specific things. Some of you need to forgive your dad. former spouse a teacher an abuser now you say Dan is forgiven and gone no I had, I had counseling for mine forgiveness doesn't mean it all has just gone away I had counsel to help me know how to take next steps don't you dare feel weird if you have to have help with it I had to have help I forgive but I need help Maybe even a pastor. So I'm telling you today, activate it. It'll change your life if you do. And after all, we preach these messages to help you change your life and give it fully to Christ. Pastor Kevin, I think it would be fitting if you would just join me. I'd like you even to close the message in prayer for me because this is your fellowship. I'm just here to serve you. Before you even go into the baptism, we just pray maybe for someone who needs to receive the Lord's forgiveness. Will you pray for that? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we, uh, we're sitting here and we've heard uh, Dan talking about how your forgiveness impacts us uh, both in receiving it and giving it. And so, Lord, I want to pray right now for those that are sitting here and maybe they've really never thought about the idea of being completely and totally forgiven by you. And I pray right now that that truth would just ring in their heart. And, Lord, that they would embrace the truth, Father, that you loved us so much that you sent your Son. You sent your Son to prove to us how much we could trust you and rely on you. And he died for us. And Lord, I pray for all who have never embraced that, that today would be their day, that they would say yes to you. And Lord, now as we move toward baptism, I pray again that you would speak to each of us, whatever you want us to hear, that we would have 
hands open, hearts open, minds open to what you want to say. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope as you listen, your heart is encouraged. The Lord strums some chords across you of forgiveness in terms of his love and forgiveness to you and maybe even stretched you in offering that forgiveness to others in your life, in your family, extended family. Uh, It really comes down to just a heart condition. So let's keep soft hearts and continue to grow in the Lord. Again, thank you for being a part of Winning at Home, and I trust you were encouraged as you listen to this little time we've shared together in growing in Christ.